Hey, what's going on? This is Ryan, and welcome to the Walk Through the Wilderness podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about anxiety, and it makes me a little anxious just thinking about it. But honestly, anxiety can be a good thing, believe it or not, if you know how to face it, look through it, understand where it came from, and really just get the general idea that anxiety is just a messenger. Whether it be a messenger of events or emotions through those events, we can learn a lot about our anxiety. On this episode, I'm going to be sharing my experiences with anxiety, which is, oh, everyday life, (laughs) and the hope that we have in Jesus to really overcome it. So whether you're a believer or not, just stick around and see what you can gather from it. And if you have anxiety, just know that there's hope. It's going to be okay. All right, let's get on with the show. Oh, anxiety. It is something that I believe, if you're human, you will face one time or another. Or maybe you face it every day. Anxiety, honestly, is just a messenger. It is there to be an awareness of events or emotions that we have gone through to remind us, hey, something's not okay here. And whether that be true or not, it's not something that we have to fear Because honestly, when we look into the heart of anxiety, if you can call it that, we're going to see that there's nothing there in the first place. It's really just kind of like a monster under your bed sort of thing. And I have direct experience in really seeing that for myself, almost quite literally. I had insomnia uh, for really a couple months, not too long ago, and Without going into a deep, deep talk about it, I learned that if you just face what you fear the most, you're really going to find out that there's nothing there. It was all made up. Anxiety is a fear of the future, a fear of the unknown, whether that unknown or future is immediate, like seconds or minutes away, or if it's years away. You know, when I went through the struggle with insomnia, I just felt and believed that something was wrong with my brain where I couldn't sleep anymore. You know, in the past, I had had like a couple episodes of brief insomnia where I'd go to two to to three days at a time without being able to fall asleep or shut my brain off. I'm sure maybe you've experienced that before. And every time it happened in the past, it was because I was detoxing or coming off of caffeine So it was like a form of caffeine withdrawal where honestly, I was just hyper aroused. See, when we can't sleep at night, we're just hyper aroused about something, good or bad, mostly the bad kind of arousal. (laughs) But sleep is, there's only one way you can sleep and that's being tired enough and relaxed enough to fall asleep. So if you struggle with sleeping, there is encouragement. And I offer, like, or offer, I suggest that you check out the app Bedtime, B-E-D-T-Y-M-E. Coach Daniel, which I'm going to talk about a couple of his um, action items that I really learned to tackle, not just insomnia, but anxiety in general, was paramount in me getting over my anxiety. And I think it can help you too. But I digress. When I faced my insomnia and anxiety about sleeping, it was really about the fear of being awake at night that was keeping me awake. How paradoxical is that? 
You know, oftentimes our fear is what is stopping us from doing something that we want to do that will ultimately defeat that fear in the first place if we just do it. We will ultimately see that there was nothing there in the first place. And that's what I learned. I learned that by being okay with being awake at night and befriending wakefulness, as Dr. Daniel calls it, that I could just relax and see that, okay, it's, it's okay to be awake at night. And some of you are probably saying, Ryan, dude, like I stay up until like one o'clock every night. There's nothing to fear. And right, for sure. But we're all different. And our fears are mostly illegitimate if we look into them deep enough. Mine was based off of a couple health issues I had. Um, one was a gut issue. I had SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, that really caused a lot of stomach upset for months on end. It took a while to get rid of, and it was really tough. And so that kept my mind kind of racing at night. And then I had an AFib episode with my heart, which I have learned that a lot of people, younger people in their late 20s, early 30s are getting just a one-off experience with AFib that is stemmed from stress and anxiety. You know, if you're a parent of young kids and you're in your late 20s, early 30s like me, then it's very stressful, especially if you're working from home and you're trying to get things done but and you want the best for your kids and you want to raise them with structure and it can be incredibly stressful. And so that itself can cause you to stay up at night. But that's not really what got me. It was after I had an electric cardioversion where they had to jump my heart to get it back in place. I couldn't sleep at night. I would hear my heartbeat in my head and feel it physically in my chest. And it just kept me awake thinking, well, is it going to happen again? Am I, is it going to beat irregularly again? Or, and so I just got used to being fearful at nighttime. And then you add on being a health person as if you want to call me that, I know how important sleep is. So I was putting so much pressure on myself to sleep that I wouldn't sleep. How freaking stupid is that? The brain is a crazy thing, but it's amazing because it's there to keep you safe and surviving. And so when we see anxiety like that at night or fear of not being able to fall asleep and you start to get hyper aroused. And this can be attributed to any type of anxiety, whether it be performance anxiety to, you know, at an athletic event or speech anxiety with public speaking, doesn't matter. That fear, that heart starts racing. It's because of an experience or a negative emotion that we had about an experience saying like, hey, it's happening again, look out. When really, there's nothing to look out for. You're gonna be fine. And so a couple action items for you that really helped me. Be kind to yourself. <laughs> Almost split that anxious part of you in half, if you will, or split that part aside from you and have a calm, rational side telling the anxious side, it's okay. Be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up. You know, don't talk like I honestly just talked and said it's stupid to put so much pressure on yourself to sleep. It's not stupid, but it's incredibly frustrating that that's how your brain works. But when I started being kinder to myself, I'm laying in bed. My wife's already fallen asleep, which honestly was a trigger for me. If she fell asleep first, then I just couldn't go to sleep. 
But if I would just say, it's okay. Hey, I hear you. I hear you that, oh no, what if I don't sleep? One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, seeing it on the face of my phone. You fear that? It's okay. I hear you. Let's just relax. And for me, as a follower of Jesus, one thing that really comforted me was just praying. I would just pray, not necessarily for myself. At first, it was like that when I was living in that fear of, Jesus, just help me not be fearful. Deliver me from this. Then it just became, okay, thank you. I have time now since I'm awake. I have time to talk to you, Jesus. I have time to pray for loved ones and friends and anybody. It's just a good time to be with you. Speak to me, God. Speak to my heart. Forgive me for things I don't even know what I did. Just take it as a time to pray and be thankful for it because you're awake. If you live a busy life and you have kids or whatever it may be, maybe you don't get that time. If you're awake at night and you have insomnia, you now have that time. But what I found was when it brought me to a place of peace and I was able to fall asleep and it taught my brain, hey, there's nothing to fear after all. And now I don't struggle with sleep anymore. If you can apply that to your anxiety in any form or fashion, I promise you there's hope and you're going to be okay. You know, Philippians 4, we're called to not worry, but instead through prayer and petition, just bring everything to God. Submit it to him, give it to him, and then have faith and trust. You know, if you're not a believer, understand that there's hope. You're not alone in your suffering. Honestly, the Bible, why it's like the part that America, I think now doesn't even preach it much anymore, is that There is joy in suffering. It is what brings us closer to God when we are just struggling with something, especially mentally. We have an opportunity to submit it to God, struggle through it. He's with there with us in that suffering, and we become who he ultimately created us to be, which is just a stronger, more endured. Is that a word? Just a stronger person with more endurance and ultimately more hope with a stronger character who can then bring about his will on this earth because we're no longer walking in fear. I hope all of this makes sense because I have been known to be a rambler. You know that if you follow me. But as if I'm just sitting down with you having a conversation, I just want to ask you, what are you so afraid of? What is it that gives you that fear that you just can't face. Take an opportunity now to just write it down. Put it on a page. And you can honestly write down your fears on a page and then crumple them up and throw them away and then replace those fears with truth. Everything is going to be okay. I can ultimately promise you that. And it doesn't mean that you're going to be delivered from whatever it is you're suffering from or struggling with in this life. But if you're a believer in Jesus, ultimately, everything is going to be okay. Our suffering will be reversed. He's going to wipe away every tear. So don't worry. There's hope. That should give you peace anyway. And in the meantime, face that fear head on. Explore it. Where did it come from? You know, my fear with insomnia, when I got to an uncomfortable place, you know, being a grown man, 
and being fearful of the nighttime is not something that I just want to tell everybody about. But it wasn't like I was scared of the monster under my bed. I was more afraid of the monster in my head. Ooh, write that down. That's pretty good. Honestly, though, it's true. It is so true that our fears are often just something that we make up in our head that we let our emotions just control. And again, that's why the Bible is so solid and teaching us that we don't need to rely on our own thinking, but replace our own thinking with truth and beautiful, lovely things, wisdom, righteousness, peace, joy. And think about those things all the time so that there is no more room for those fears and negative thoughts. I think I was going to say about insomnia, my fear stemmed from childhood. That when I get to a place of being uncomfortable or fearful about my health, it goes back to being a kid. And my wonderful, loving mother, I don't know how she did it. And when I look back, I was like, that was really enabling. (laughs) She stayed in my room every night until I fell asleep. Honestly, up until like third grade, until like I got a TV in my room. But yeah, then the TV took over and was just like there. Um, But honestly, that being looking back in childhood, that's where a lot of our fears come from. So maybe work with a counselor to help you explore your childhood trauma and what it is that created that fear in the first place. For me, it was without my mom, I couldn't fall asleep. I needed somebody there awake while I went to sleep. And you know what? (laughs) Our oldest, Oaks, is the same way. And he's done a great job and I'm so proud of him, but it has been a struggle to get him to a place of comfort when he's going to sleep. Because when you have a strong mind, a creative mind, an imagination that is so powerful, anything can become a monster (laughs) at nighttime. And it's no different when you grow up, your monsters are just cancer, fear of cancer, fear of sickness, fear of loved ones dying, fear of a job not working out, fear of whatever. But ultimately, we're going to be okay. And if you can just hold on to that hope, then you will be delivered from that fear, from that anxiety, and you will look back and be so thankful for it because it taught you so much. My anxiety taught me that I was very controlling. And if anything happened outside of my control, then I couldn't deal with it. I became an angry person. I would rage on my children. I would just completely shut down and not be that joyful person who I truly am around my family. So write down your fears. Explore them a little bit. Don't be afraid of them. Talk to somebody about them. We all struggle with something, and that gives each other hope too. When you feel like you're the only one that's going through what you're going through, that's exactly what the enemy wants. He wants to put you on an island and say, nobody understands, nobody feels that way, nobody can relate, when it's incredibly not true. We all can relate. Please, goodness, go read the book of Psalms right now. (laughs) 
and understand what David and the other authors were talking about when they were crying out to God. And then and literally the next stanza will be praising him because they were delivered from those fears or enemies or whatever it is that they were struggling with. That's just the human element that is relatable to everybody. We all fear something and then we get past it and there's another one, another thing to fear and we get past it. And if we can just rise above and understand and have that hope and peace within us that it's just a wave coming and my God is stronger than the storm. Don't fear. And if this is all completely new to you and that you are not a believer, or you haven't received Jesus, look, this podcast it was not intended to be a sermon or anything like that. It's just me being honest about my fears and what got me through it. Because without Jesus, I'm pretty positive I'd still not be sleeping at night. Even with the bedtime app that helped me so much and Coach Daniel, I prayed incredibly hard for something to help me one morning. And <laughs> I don't know. I just started looking up hashtags on Instagram about insomnia and found the bedtime app and then found Coach Daniel through that. And then boom, God totally unites with people that even aren't believers to help us in situations because he is God over everything. And so I'm incredibly thankful for that. And maybe that pod, this podcast can do the same for you. Understand you're not alone. If there's a fear, somebody out there has felt the same way. I promise you. I promise you. Because we're all living in this life together. We've all gone through 2020 together. <laughs> and 2021, which is hardly any better. But there's hope. And you can be that joy and that light for somebody else too. So don't keep quiet. If you want to, reach out to me. Send me a message on Instagram. I am so happy to talk to you. Maybe point you in a direction. If you have a story that you want to share, a wilderness, a trying time that you have walked through and come out stronger for it, reach out. I'd love to have you on the podcast and we can talk about it together. And you can totally be a light for somebody else. So don't be anxious. Just give it to God and you're going to be okay. All right. Until next time. Later. Thanks for listening to the Walk Through the Wilderness podcast. I know this episode was a little heavy and next episode may not be any better because it's going to be on body image, something that I think we all struggle with too. But understand that there is always hope and you can always be encouraged by listening to somebody else's story. So if you are that somebody, please reach out to me on Instagram, send me a direct message and share with me what you got. If you have a wilderness that you've walked through and come out stronger, I'd love to hear it and I'd love to have you on the podcast. So reach out, don't hesitate. And until next time, later. <laughs>